Here is another special message due to COVID-19 or the coronavirus. I, I feel compelled to give this to you and I hope that it helps. I know there are many out there who are suffering. In fact, this message is called Hope When I'm Suffering. Hope When I'm Suffering. We are all different in our various ways and what we look like, what we like in that of itself. And of course, we are different males, females, all those dynamics. One might say we are all unique uh, in our own way. Nevertheless, we all have at least two characteristics that are exactly the same. We all bleed red blood. And we all suffer hurt of some sort. No matter who we are, where we came from, what country, we all suffer hurt of some sort and we all bleed red blood. Uh, be it physical, emotional, mental, financial, we all hurt in some way or another. So right now, we have to attempt to find hope for when we are suffering. And right now, there are a whole lot of people suffering. And we can agree, suffering is a universal language. Whether we cry or just find a need to find a quiet place to regroup, we all suffer. Life in general can hurt. And then once you get specific and add in pestilence and strife, as the Bible said, is going to occur and is in fact occurring right now with the coronavirus, it's a really bad mix. Right now, so many of us are suffering uh, in some way or another, whether it's uh, due to economics, uh, many, forget the economics, many have lost their lives. And then you have politicians who want to rush and open up uh, the government, open up businesses. <laughs> but it's like one multimillionaire who gave $100 million. In fact, it was Bill Gates. He said, so are we to just ignore these bodies over in the corner while we concern ourselves with economics? And he gave $100 million just, just yesterday. No, we cannot just ignore that. People are hurting and they said it hasn't even peaked yet. Thousands have died. Millions are out of work. Uh, but we can rebuild economics. Have you ever known anybody other than Jesus and those who he raised from the dead to come back from the dead? So our concern right now has to be with staying alive. Staying alive. Depression and anguish is now rocking the minds of so many. They, they, they're feeling desperate and without hope. I mean, literally, it is so bad until people are not supposed to even gather in groups of 10 people or more. Do you realize funerals cannot even go on right now? A lot of the family has to wait in their car, in the parking lot, listening to the message 
of a funeral of their mother, their father, their sister, their brother, their child. Do you know how depressing that is? Forget regular church. They can't have a funeral. Well, preachers, if you say you were having trouble getting a congregation, now you have the ears of the whole world. Encourage us, why don't you? Give us some hope. We don't want to hear about positive thinking. Not right now. No, we want something tangible, and we need it right now. It is ironic how what we're suffering right now was prophesied thousands of years ago, right in the Bible, which so many of us don't even read. Matthew 24, 3 through 8 says, And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him, talking about Jesus. This is in red writing in the Bible, saying, Tell us when shall these things be, and what shall be the sign of thy coming? and of the end of the world. And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed, that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and shall deceive many. And you shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass. But the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines and pestilences. That means diseases and poverty and earthquakes in diverse places, places that normally don't have earthquakes. All these are just the beginning of sorrows. And then 1 Peter 1, 3 through 6, all honor to God, the God of and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. For it is his boundless mercy that has given us the privilege of being born again. Those of us who are saved, praise God, so that we are now members of God's own family. And now we live in the hope of eternal life because Christ rose again from the dead. And God has reserved for us the priceless gift of eternal life. Wow. And is kept in heaven for you, pure and undefiled, beyond the reach of change and decay. And God in his mighty power will make sure that you get there safely to receive it because you are trusting in him. Not trusting in man, not trusting in things, not trusting in the economy, not trusting in politicians, but trusting in God. It will be yours in that coming last day for all to see. So truly be glad. There is wonderful joy ahead, even though it is going to be rough for a while down here. Wow. This is the Bible. This is written thousands of years ago. And we're living it right now. In this text, Peter was telling those who accepted Jesus that they would be persecuted for their faith. That's what he was talking about then. And he explained that we are in a world 
which was completely unfamiliar to Christ and his way of life. Then, he was talking about then. But today, all people are suffering everywhere due to the coronavirus, due to racism, due to the evils of man, and etc. They're talking about getting the stimulus now, and they want to give it to corporations. They want to give it to the rich. What about those of us who still have mortgages to pay, car notes to pay, bills to pay, who don't have money? It's like our own government, who has our tax money, doesn't even care. They want to give that to the banks and give that to the airlines. Wow. Now, what Peter is suggesting, and I concur, is to be encouraged despite the circumstances and the predicaments that we find ourselves in. Wow. First of all, get to know Jesus. If you don't know him, my Lord, get to know him right now. And second, let's put our suffering in perspective. Why? So we can find hope beyond our suffering. This is real, folks. This is where we are. This is where we live right now. God knows where we are. That's why he put it in the Bible. He knows what we're going through. He gave us the prophecy years ago for those of us who've read it. He wants us to draw close to him despite the hurt and the pain because it's going to get even worse. But with God to help, we will get through this. Will it hurt? Yes. Is it hurting now? Yes. Is it going to hurt more? Yes. This is a time to draw closer to Jesus, not to the beggarly elements of this world. I understand Pornhub is at its highest peak right now because folks are home. Really? I understand the gun stores are empty. Oh yeah, this is a time to buy a gun. No, no, this is the time to get close to Jesus. Think about it like this. Let's, let's, uh, let's put it in terms uh, uh, of various means. If you are in a relationship where you thought this would be your spouse and you would live happily ever after and you later discovered that your fiancé was seeing someone else, oh, that's painful. Nevertheless, here is the blessing. You found out in time before you married that person. You've just been saved from a life of misery and future headache. Are you sad? Yes. But you would have been even more sad had you married that person. Now, let's say you're already married and your spouse leaves you an email or a text. Yeah, that's, that's raunchy. And this is the text. Listen to this. I no longer love you. I cannot do this anymore. I want my freedom. Sorry, but I just cannot stay in this marriage. Wow. Yeah, people have gotten 
those very words in email or text who were married for years. Is that hurtful? Yes. But now let's weigh it out. Over the time of your marriage, you've had numerous deep discussions and conversations regarding being disrespected, disregarded, set aside, and your spouse still hasn't changed. Never, neither have they addressed any of these issues that bothered you. It's like they didn't care. In, in, in regards to leave and cleave, a major necessity in marriage, I call it marriage 101, right there in Genesis 2, 24, second book of the Bible, your spouse violates this daily. They talk more with their mother, more with their sister, their brother, or their friends than they do you, and they're married to you. So this abrupt walking away right now, you're forced to realize this spouse was never going to change, and apparently they either never loved you or don't love you enough and they don't intend to change. So you are not put into a position of being forced, or rather you are now put into a position of being forced to realize right now by force that you are somebody, that you matter. Hmm? Now, your self-esteem can resurface. Yeah, yeah, you disappeared for a while. You're now being forced to stand up for yourself because of what happened to you, because of your email from your spouse. Now, you will grow into the person you could have been had you not abandoned yourself for your so-called, this person, who you were married to, so-called love. Perhaps your life has just begun. Do, do you see the hope? Do you see where I'm going with this? I, I could give you numerous examples of lost jobs, lost loved ones, financial problems, and we could literally find something positive and hopeful in each one of these scenarios, just like I just gave you. How we look at and respond to what we're going through makes a world of a difference. And with us dealing with this horrible coronavirus, it's horrendous. Yes, it is forcing us to determine what is really important in this life. Is it really toilet tissue? Is it really toothpaste? Come on, people are dying. Is it our job? As important as that may be? Or is it our family, our health? Or is it knowing Christ in the pardon of our sin? Because this is not our home. We're just passing through. Should we get to know God more because we may just meet him sooner? than we expected? All of this sadness and scattering of our lives should encourage us to put things in perspective. Let's just see if we can find hope in the midst of our suffering. I, I know when it comes to those who believe in God, we can certainly find hope. 
You might say we can even rejoice even through these horrible times. This is not new, folks. Peter talked about this back in the day. Uh, the Bible talked about this back in the day. Now let's just mark, if you would, several reasons for our hope, according to Peter. Peter said, we have a living hope. It's right there in verse 3 that I just read to you. Yes, a living hope. Yeah, life ain't pretty right now. Not at all. But nothing we are going through right now can be considered our final chapter. Hallelujah. Whether it's divorce, whether it's bereavement, whether it's separation from a love or so-called love, whether it's disease or virus or whatever, God is going with us through it all. We still have a loving God and we will still meet him when he chooses, not when Corona chooses. This life and its troubles may cause us a lot of pain and hurt and suffering, and we may be extremely antagonized. Nevertheless, we have another building not made with hands, but eternal in the heavens. We have a meeting because of Jesus. Somebody said years ago, who can find that on our journey, who can mind the journey when the road leads home? I'm not denying we are hurting. I'm simply saying, let us trust God despite what we're going through. Do you think God doesn't know? For God's sake, he mentioned it right in the Bible that we were supposed to read. Huh? No matter what we're suffering, we must trust God right now. No matter how deep our ocean of hurt, pain, and suffering, God is. Our hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. This isn't wishful thinking. This is a fact of life. Huh? There will always be storms in this life. Hmm? But behind that storm, God's Son and God's Son, Jesus Christ, is still shining. And then number two, we have a permanent inheritance. Right there in verse three and four. Huh? It's right there. You can go back and read it again. We have a permanent inheritance. Huh? The coronavirus cannot take away what we have in Jesus Christ. Old folks used to sing, have you got good religion? Certainly, Lord. Have you got good religion? Certainly, Lord. Certainly, 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 Lord. Huh? Let's face it. This cosmos, this world has waxed worse. 
and is according to Bible prophecy, getting even worse. Shouldn't we be prepared for our meeting with Jesus? Didn't he say in John 14, one through three, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. That where I am, there ye may be also. Huh? And then you look at number three. We have divine protection. I mean, look at verse five. I mean, it's, and God has reserved for his children the priceless gift of eternal life. It is kept in heaven for you, pure and undefiled, beyond the reach of change and decay. And God in his mighty power will make sure that you get there safely to receive it because you are trusting him. It will be yours in that coming last day for all to see. Huh? We as Christians are under lock and key. We have the best and the most secure security system there is. We are blessed by and in the loving arms of God himself. Huh? Who can fight the power or what can fight the power of the living God? We have divine protection. Hmm? You do remember he calls blind eyes to see. You didn't forget he stopped, he unstopped deaf ears and made the lame to walk. And surely you didn't forget he raised the dead and got up himself. Come on now. We have to accept and trust the love and power of God. I'm not saying don't believe in what's going on. It's right before our eyes. But God is more powerful than what's going on. He already knew what would go on, and he's trying to prepare us for it and realize there is also a hereafter. Huh? Now listen, I've got to stop here. And there obviously is going to be a part two. So we're going to stop here and, and go to part two. God bless. This is Faith Worth Finding Ministries, Weekly Encouragements by Nam Ware.